Hello, family. Welcome back to Changing Lives, our new podcast where we are changing lives with the Word of God. I am so excited to have you join us and listen in uh, for this yet another podcast. And we started out with our first couple of podcasts talking about uh, the family. We're going to continue with that. In particular, we've been talking about the disciplines of a godly family. And the book that I gave reference to was a book called The Disciplines of a Godly Family by Kent and Barbara Hughes. And this is a very um, wonderful resource um, to to really speak to the purpose of family and um, how to go about um, being disciplined and being a godly family that can bring glory to God. And so um, we're going to continue in that vein. Um, one of the quotes that I got from the book was, um, we must understand that it is through the godly family that God grace, graces us with um, a vision of who he is and a burden for the world and a Christian character are most powerfully communicated. And I think that just sums it all up about the the purpose of the family, to be able to to uh, experience the grace of God, uh, to, to really understand who our Heavenly Father is and to go beyond that, to have a burden for the world and to move forward in uh, 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 God's nature and his likeness um, with godly characteristics of who he is. And so, um, so, you know, the other, another thing that comes to my mind is our, our base scripture, which comes out of Genesis chapter 12. And it says, we'll start at the second verse and it says, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And then God goes on to explain what did he mean by Abraham? He's talking to Abraham, making him a blessing. And he said, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And I just hone in on that last phrase where it says, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And we are heir to uh, Abraham and and, and, and we are to also be a blessing and, and to extend that blessing to f- the families of the earth. And so, um, and so certainly as we um, get more spiritual truths about being a godly family and, and, and what does that entail, um, certainly keep that in mind that is, it, you, yes, you want to be in a, a, a wonderful state of healthy uh, living in your own family, but it goes beyond that, and that's just how God, God is. That's His nature. That that we we're not meant to be self-contained, um, but we're meant to that whatever He gives us, we are to be uh, able to extend to those who are less fortunate and to help a, a world that desperately, desperately needs God. And so, I want to um, to share with you doing this podcast pertaining to. Um, the disciplines of establishing a godly heritage. And um, as you can see all throughout the word of God, where there is so much that God has given us and um, we we just want to hone in on that and and focus in on that. And so when you think of the word heritage, it's really um, connected to being an heir. Um, And um, uh, what have you inherited um, in your family? And um, 
and 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 it ought to be something that is supposed to be uh, uh, healthy, supposed to be um, good. Um, it's supposed to be something that sustains you and causes you to to move forward. And it should be something that not only that you can inherit, but something that you can pass on from generation to generation. And um, and as I mentioned in our previous podcast, we talked about purpose, but we also talked about dangers or or problems or things that um, that really come against the family as a whole and is causing the family structure to deteriorate. Um, it's causing the foundation of um, what we build family on um, uh, to really falter. And um, when you look at those things, um, it's it's really important in the light of what uh, understanding what heritage is, it's really important to look at it and say, okay, um, am I going to continue to allow the things that, that aren't so great, um, the things that that are problem areas um, uh, to allow those things to 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 be in my family uh, makeup and family structure. Is this what I want to pass on to my children and my children's children? Is is you know is this something that I myself you know feel okay with inheriting from my own uh, family, uh, mother and, and father and and those who 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 raised uh, who raised us up. Is that something that's okay? And and for a lot of us, uh, I think we can honestly say, no, it's not okay. No, this is not something that I want to build my life on, you know. Um, and so as we look at heritage, um, we want to embrace the healthy sense of heritage and, and then um, allow God to help us to turn the tides, if you will, on the things that maybe we've grown up in, maybe the things that were handed down to us. You know, it, it's another way of saying it, generational curses that run uh, through our families. And and certainly, you know, the power that we have on the inside of us and the power that God has given us is certainly able to break the curses that have been handed down to us. But understanding what, you know, what heritage is all about. I mean, I, I look at something just as simple as, you know, um, in, even in the natural, you know, just a um, heritage and, and valuing each other. You know, a lot of times we have, you know, family reunions. I actually come from a very large family. I'm the youngest of 13. And every year we, um, we, we come together uh, as a family and, and each sibling's children and their children's children. So I have great nieces and nephews that we all come together but I've noticed at at times where it was like I didn't I didn't know this person or that person, and you know it just seems like as each generation comes, they're not necessarily interested in knowing the older generation, you know, and um and 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 that's a tragedy because to me there's so much that can be passed down from generation to generation that's good, you know, and I think it's because of the way that society is. Um, uh, today that it, it has caused us to be distanced from one another, not to trust one another, to to isolate ourselves and to be only in our own little structure and, and, and not um, embrace and, and, and um, appreciate um, family uh, beyond our own core family structure. And so having awareness of what that means um, and appreciation and uh, an awareness of it is so important. Um, you know, I hear, you know, the phrase or or the saying that says that every family is dysfunctional. 
And, you know, I don't know if I want to put it out there like that, but I certainly can say that there are a lot of flaws to some degree in, 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 in every heritage, in every family. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something that, um, that sticks with us, you know. So when I think of that term dis- dysfunctional, it, it almost seems like it's something that's just permanent. And I don't, I don't like that. Um, and, but I know that, you know, as uh, we look at our own lives, we can look at some things and say, yeah, you know, for some it may be a history of maybe alcoholism that has passed down from generation to generation, maybe a history of where your um, your fathers, fathers weren't really present, you know, whether uh, it was through divorce or um, through different circumstances or situations that, you know, in your household, you know, it seems to be a history where your mother didn't have you know, a father and and so on and so forth. And now here you are and you're looking and seeing, well, your father is not present for some reason or another. You know, that's a generational curse. And that and that is something that is not ideal as far as how God would have wanted it to be set up. Um, and, you know, and so there's other things that has happened. Um, I know for, for me and my family, I said, I'm, I'm, I have a large family. My um father passed away at a very, um, when I was at a very young age, when I was four years old, he was killed in a tragic car accident. And, um, for me, I, you know, we grew up without a father in our household. And, uh, and I just think back, it was nothing but the grace of God that really, um, he had his hands on us to, to, to bring us to this place where we are now. But certainly, ideally, it, there were some things that we probably more than likely would not have experienced had we had the presence of a father there and some things that would have, have been more secure and, 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 and um, less suffering, I feel, um, you know, had we had um, a father there. But certainly there are many things that are dysfunctional. I mean, even in, in my family structure, I mean, I, you know, we have had family members that have dealt with mental illnesses and, um, and it was really hard on the family, hard on my siblings, um, a period that even in my life, it was very, very, very hard, um, uh, in dealing with those issues. And so, and I can go on and on about all kinds of different things that causes, uh, a family structure to be dysfunctional or, um, to, to, to have areas where there are flaws that, that really do not work for the good. And, um, and so, but nonetheless, it is what it is, you know, and, and, um, and we can take those things and we can use them as our crutch to say, that's why we are the way that we are. And we can hem and haw about it and we can become the victim of these things. But I want to challenge you to, to look at those things and, and to recognize that you have control over how much those things can affect you. And, um, and, and you can draw the line to say, yes, I went through this hardship. I suffered this. I even went through this trauma. Um, you know, I had this type of thing to happen to me, sexual abuse, different things like that, all kinds of tragic things that may have happened or things that 
didn't happen that should have happened in your family. And and you can decide that you're going to draw the line and say that you're going to begin to trust God to turn the tides of those things that were flawed, those things that weren't functioning as they should have functioned, and allow God to restore you, allow God to put you on a new path. And as I share with you, I believe that I the spiritual truths that I'm going to share with you today is going to really help you to um, to begin to move forward from that and not to get that mentality or hold on to that mentality of I am the way I am just because I, this is what happened in my family and there's nothing I can do about it. I, I say, no, there is something that you can do about it. And um, you have a choice of whether you will allow those things to continue to, to, to drive uh, the way you live, the way you think, the way you are. Um, and, um, I, and I just believe if you make up your mind that you're no longer allow, going to allow those things to affect you the way that they have up to this point, that you will see a drastic change in your life. And so I'm going to share those spiritual truths with you. So, you know, so let's, you know, be determined, you know, that we're not going to allow that those things to um, to drive us because it, believe me, is as much baggage that comes along with those things, bitterness, resentment, anger, hopelessness, low self-esteem, depression. I mean, the list is endless, you know, and so, um, so, but nonetheless, I want you to assume responsibility and, um, take ownership of your own actions and, and what you can do from this point. And so let me start with, um, one spiritual truth that I think is paramount to helping you to move forward and helping you to take responsibility. And that is a discipline called forgiveness. And um, it's one of those disciplines that you need to learn to master forgiveness because you're going to always, as long as you live on this earth, there's always going to be things that's going to come against you, people that are going to do you wrong. And you got to learn how to keep get your heart clear, keep it clear and be able to move forward. I mean, if you look in the word of God, God is always admonishing us to forgive, to release, to, you know, to, 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 um, um, forgive people's wrongs and things like that. And, and sometimes, you know, um, you know, when you're dealing with forgiveness, it's really, it's, 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 it really is not about the other person. It's really all about you because forgiveness is is you releasing what you held on to that's toxic in your life. I heard this saying pertaining to forgiveness. It was it was it's like an analogy of you trying to uh, give someone else poison because you won't forgive them and you thinking that poison is going to cause them to die when all along really you're the one that's drinking the poison and you're dying and you're and you're being depleted because you're not releasing and forgiving people. I remember a few years back I was going on a missions trip to Costa Rica and um I was actually on the flight um by myself getting to was going to meet up with someone uh, when I landed at the airport there. And, um, and so I had, you know, a lot of time on my hands, uh, it was a long flight. And so I was able to read and meditate and, you know, just prepare my heart for what God was about to do on the mission field. And one of the books I was reading was, um, uh, Spirit of Honor by Tudor Bismarck. And he was talking about honoring, you know, different people, um, honoring God, honoring your father and your mother, honoring those who are in leadership. And when I got to the part where it was talking about honoring your father and your mother, 
you know, I, I paused, you know, after each part actually in um, was um, asking the Lord to, you know, to show me, you know, because when I read a book, I don't read it just to, to read it. I read it with the intent to do and with the intent to change and move forward. And so, um, so as I read through the book and I got to that point, I, I asked God, um, is there anything in my heart that that I have done to disrespect or dishonor my mother. And in that, the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit some things that I had been holding against my mom. Now, mind you, this is five years later after my mom had passed away. And overall, I felt like me and my mom had just a a wonderful relationship. Actually, I was really, really, really close to her. And um, But yet there were some things I had kind of gathered in my heart down through the years that I really felt like, um, you know, I felt like, that she could have done better, that she could have done some things that, um, you know, could have helped me along better. There's things that I didn't get passed on as a a mother and daughter should have because of some of the struggles. um, In fact, mental health struggles, illness, illness struggles that she was dealing with herself. And so, but through that, you know, as the Holy Spirit dropped it in my spirit, he let me know I had to release her. I had to forgive her. She did the best that she could with what she knew, you know. And um, and so I was on that plane and I began to, um, tears began to flow as I began to release my mom, you know. And, um, and even to this day, as I talk with my siblings, uh, my sisters, um, I'm beginning to understand some of her struggles that she went through and it even helps me even more to release her more and more. But even in that, just learning to forgive her and to release her and that every time I make reference to my mom, um, that it would no longer just be the negative things that, that, that came from our relationship, but it would be the positive things that she instilled in us. Um, and so forgiveness is, is very powerful. And so the word of God says that if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse um, to forgive others, then it, then it says your father will not forgive you your sins. And, and that's that's coming from the word of God, you know. And so we don't want to put ourselves in the position. We want to be forgiven of the father and, um, and be able to flow in life and be free of anything hindering us. So I encourage you, you know, to, to really do some soul searching to see, you know, where is it that you're har- harboring um, unforgiveness in your heart? Another key discipline, you know, when you're dealing with a heritage, a godly heritage, is having a good attitude. And, and um, you know, as you uh, endeavor to move forward to even greater heritage and you're dealing with that dysfunctionalism or the, you know, the, the things that are flaws or whatever it may be, um, you know, yeah, you may have gone through some tough times or, or hardship or things in your life, but you need to look at um, the good, having a good attitude. In other words, recognizing that, um, and I'm talking to you as uh, for those who are in Christ, but also if for some reason you're not in Christ, if you've not given your 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 life to the Lord, I'm here to tell you your hope lies in God, that when you give your life to him, then you can uh, begin to turn the tides of the negativity that has been growing and, 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 and um, you know, 
in your life for for all of these years. You know, you can begin to focus in on the positive because God will give you a new outlook. He will give you a a, a new chance, you know. Um, And, you know, as I talked about briefly dealing with my mom, dealing with mental illness, that's what I had to do because I had periods in my teenage years where I literally had to uh, move out the house and stay with my sister, my oldest sister, for a little bit because it was so much turmoil going on in my household um, that, and I was just so be- bewildered by what was going on because up to that point, I was so close to my mom and had experienced so many things. Little did I know that she had had a history of dealing with mental illness and um, of being here and there at different times, but things just really fell apart during my teenage years. And so I had to really begin to look at the fact that because I gave my life to the Lord, actually during that time, he helped me to work through those things that to see that there's a hope that God can turn those things around, that he can work all things out together for the good. Um, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture where it talks about thinking of those things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure, that are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. This is your remedy to remedy to, to dealing with uh, negative things, you know, and certainly you in this world, you're going to, you have an enemy. We have an enemy and he will always bombard you with the negative. What, what's not right. What, what, what's wrong and, and all of those things. And, but you have the ability through your relationship with Christ to turn that tide and to say, you know, you know what? I, I may have been dealt a bad hand, you know, yeah, things weren't like I would have liked them to have been, but yet because of God, I have hope and I can move forward in him. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to emphasize a positive attitude as um, as you begin to turn things around and um, and dealing with um, your relationship uh, and um, the, uh, the flaws in your family and, and the dysfunction and all of that. Um, focusing on the good is, is, is really um, a very powerful force, you know, because um, you can have self-pity. Uh, you can have remorse and all of those things, but tell me what good has self-pity, what good has it done for you? It's only drawn you into a deeper hole. Uh, remorse, resentment, you know, bitterness, all of those things, those things by themselves do not uh, ever take you higher, do not ever give you um, uh, joy, do not ever give you happiness. It just pulls you into this hole and it causes you to sink into it deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, you know, um, so, so, so recognize that God can work all things out together for the good and he will. Uh, another quote that I got from the book was really strong. It says, divinely tailored benefits issued from a terrible loss. Um, you know, and so um, when you look at uh, um, the things that you may experience, look for those opportunities that God can take a terrible situation and he can fashion it and tailor it in such a way where it can become a benefit to you. You know, I look at, you know, like I said, uh, my my, that my dad passed away when I was very young, uh, dealt with, you know, the, 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 the bewilderness of my mom, you know, having issues uh, very strong issues with uh, uh, her mental health. And, um, but just recognizing through it all, I, I have a greater sense of sensitivity for those um, uh, 
um, in the world and those who who have um, issues um, with with uh, with their minds and just a passion to help those um, to 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 gain a healthier mind and to be stronger. Um, even you know with um, my background as far as you know you can look at it and say I was fatherless, but God was a father to me, you know, and I look back and I saw how he used opportunities. I had older brothers that were like father figures to me, that when I didn't have my actual blood father, that God was able to divinely work some benefits out for my good, despite the tragedies or the terrible loss that I may have suffered. Um, And so God is able to do that. He's able to turn the tides. He's able to turn things around. And I'm so glad that we have a a heavenly father that does that. Um, I want to lastly leave you with this. When we come into um, a relationship with God, all things become new. And there's something so powerful in that force of newness that, um, you know, that, that, you know, no matter what has happened in the past, he gives us a clean slate. He gives us a fresh start. We're able to start anew. We're able to, um, um, uh, to begin again as if, um, those things never happen. And, and that's the power of uh, uh, embracing newness. Um, our apostle has has uh, given us the prophetic work for this year, 2020. We've only just begun. And uh, based on the scripture uh, in Philippians 3, where it talks about forgetting those things that are behind, reaching for those things that are before and pressing for the mark of the prize of the high calling. And, um, and that's what I want to encourage you to do. You know, in order for you to move forward from your past, there's some things you're going to have to forgive, forget, release, and then begin to reach forward um, and press forward for those things that are before you. And so I just believe that that God will will empower you in that and um, and that you can embrace the new. And so really the deficiencies, the flaws, allow those to be the grounds for opportunities. Allow that to be your stepping stone to your next destination of greatness and newness. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying, God, for our listeners and and, and those who are receiving this word, these spiritual truths, God, for them to understand the power in these disciplines that I have shared, the discipline of forgiveness, the discipline of, of, of having a good attitude and embracing the good in whatever situation that they may have been dealt with in life. And then the discipline of embracing newness, newness of life, new, a new attitude, a new way of doing things, freshness. Um, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will be able to grab hold of these spiritual truths and be able to allow the Lord to work those things out together for the good so that the years to come, God, they will be able to build a godly heritage that they will not be ashamed of, that they will be uh, uh, able to give you glory in it, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.